He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, welcome in on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. It's uh, sunny and hot outside, uh, but it's going to get hotter as we move further into the week. Uh, but uh, it, in the shade out there, it's not too bad. Uh, I sat outside for just a few minutes on the deck right before I drove in from Collierville, and there's a nice breeze out there, And because uh, I promise you before long, <laughs> you, you cannot escape it. Uh, speaking of escaping it, uh, right now, MLG and W has just about everybody back up and running with electric power. 99.98% are, uh, have power. Only 101 customers are currently without, and, uh, which is pretty much a miracle when you think back to how many people are out for so long, I mean, week after week on this. So thank you very much, MLG and W and to the new leader. You know, he's only been on the job for about six months. And uh, he's had to deal with a lot. Uh, I'm, I've been impressed with him. He doesn't dodge questions. He's very plain spoken. He doesn't try to pad things. Uh, believe me, I've had a lot of experience over the years reporting and also being a spokesperson uh, to know when people are being up front and when they're they're doing the dodge. And uh, I think he's doing a good job. And I think uh, I know all the MLGW workers out there were working very hard, plus the contract people they brought in. And uh, so thank you to them, and uh, we all know how important electricity is to us here. I do think it's important important to remember that uh, while everybody's pushing us toward electric vehicles, that uh, California put out a warning the other day because of the extreme heat out there to tell uh, EV owners not to be charged with their cars because uh, they need the power to, to cool uh, and power the rest of the country. So uh, what are you going to do? You better have a gas-powered car is what you got to do. And speaking of dodging questions, FBI Director uh, Ray uh, was up on Capitol Hill today for uh, a, a hearing. He was testifying before the House Judiciary Committee, a hearing that puts Ray in front of some of his harshest critics on Capitol Hill. I do. I tuned in, and I'd love to, because the, the, the Democrats get to get up there and and, uh, and speak and uh it, was, it says, for Republicans, this hearing is a little more than a performance art. It's an elaborate show designed with only two purposes in mind, to protect Donald Trump from the consequences of his actions and to return him to the White House in the next election. New York Representative Jerry the Beeve Nadler, the committee's top Democrat, said on Wednesday as part of this opening statement obtained by CNN, and then uh, that other yo-yo from California, uh, he basically said the same thing. Tell me what the impeachment hearings were. <laughs> Tell me what those were. There were no Republicans able to give any part of what their story was. It was all just Democrats and who they drummed up and what they were going to leave out. Uh, but Ray's opening statement highlighted the Bureau's successes over the past year, including his the arrest of more than 20,000 violent criminals and child predators, the well over 300 investigations targeting the leadership of drug cartels that traffic fentanyl, and other narcotics across the southern border. 
and the thousands of active investigations uh, that they have into the Chinese government's efforts to steal our most precious secrets, rob our businesses of their ideas and innovation, and repress freedom of speech right here in the United States. Of course, then when they got into uh, them repressing the freedom of speech among Americans, <laughs> they... He, he wasn't big on that at all. He said, that's not true, that they don't show any favoritism whatsoever. And allegations that the Catholic Americans were targeted by the FBI and questions over whether the Justice Department's strategy to address threats against teachers and school officials were abused to target conservative parents who are also expected to come up during the hearing, and uh, they were. Uh, we'll have some bites on that tomorrow. That, that That's all still going on today. But it is. It's uh, Ray got up there, and, and what I heard was it's just your typical dodge. I can't answer that question. I'm not going to get into that. If you'll check the records, I think you'll find what you're looking for. Uh, basically, yada yada yada. Um, so uh, it is, uh, <laughs> you know, more of the same. Uh, other things going on today: Biden uh, over in Europe teetering around. Uh, yesterday, I saw him with uh, the King of England. The King of England was more or less <laughs> helping him over there to the next phase of the trip. And he was spotted with these uh, cue cards today with what to do next. You know, stand up, sit down, smile. <laughs> I mean, it was stuff that your mom used to write down when you were in the first grade, you know. Be nice to your teacher. Uh, say please and thank you. Uh, and then, uh, he's, uh, meeting with Belinsky and, uh, saying a bunch of interesting things. This, we got, we got a couple of cuts here. We're going to listen to, um, Biden addresses Ukrainian president, uh, Zelensky as Vladimir says he shouldn't be so familiar. That's cut eight. Vladimir and I, we, the, I should, shouldn't be so familiar. Uh, Mr. Zelensky and I uh, talked about the kind of guarantees we could make in the meantime. I shouldn't be so familiar. Why not? You're giving him $80 billion. I mean, at least he could do is talking about his first name. Um, and this was an interesting uh, soundbite. Well, here, let's go back to the uh, FBI uh, testimony today by Director Chris Ray. This is cut 10. And then July 4th. We had this explosive, explosive 155-page opinion from a federal court in my home state of Louisiana. It explains in detail that the FBI has been directly involved in what the, con the court says is, quote, arguably the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. The court ordered the White House, DOJ, and FBI, among others, to immediately cease colluding with and coercing social media companies to suppress American speech, of course, conservative speech in particular. Director Ray, I find it stunning. You made no mention of this court opinion, either in your opening statement today or in this lengthy 14-page report that you prepared on July 12th, which is eight days after the court ruling. Have you read the ruling, sir? <laughs> I am familiar with the ruling, and I've uh, reviewed it with our Office of General Counsel. Are you deeply disturbed by what they've told you about the ruling, if you haven't read it yourself? Uh, obviously, we're going to comply with the court's order, the court's preliminary injunction. We sent out guidance to the field and the headquarters uh, about how to do that. Uh, needless to say, the, the injunction itself is a subject of ongoing litigation, uh, and so I'll, I'll decline to comment further. Yeah, the litigation is the Biden administration is suing 
to have the uh, this uh, judge's ruling overturned because they want to keep uh, uh, infringing on the free speech of conservatives. Yeah, but why would allow a judge get in the way of that? And I mean, that's just they're coming out and saying it. We want to keep doing what we've been doing. And the director of the FBI said, "Well, of course we'll comply." Really, really. And if you don't, who are we going to go to? The DOJ. Here's Matt Getz uh, asking FBI Director Chris Ray if he's protecting the Bidens. Listen to this. Cut 11. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not and has que- no oh, interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But- I mean, who out there doesn't think uh, that Hunter Biden was talking to somebody about uh, you better come up with the dough? I mean, how many friends have you ever had that uh, you had some kind of deal and you called them up and say, hey, you better come across what we agreed to or this deal's not going to go any further? That's what it was. And you don't have to be the director of the FBI to figure it out. He just ain't going to comment on it. He's not going to comment on anything. Uh, It's called stonewalling. We've seen it before. There's no no way to compel him to answer uh, other than hold him in contempt. But he showed up and said to the best of my ability, so they can't even really do that. Uh, but, you know, we all know what's going on. We've seen it before. We're seeing it again. And until the we get somebody in the Department of uh, Justice that will actually go out and bring charges against somebody for dereliction of duty, uh, uh, violation of their oath of office, uh, something, but that ain't going to happen. I mean, you got the, the director of the Department of Justice uh, uh, who's uh, out there running amok and uh, doing whatever he wants to do with uh, nobody um, to stop him or to make him do his job. So um, it, the beat goes on, I guess, is the bottom line there. And speaking of the beat going on, we got to take a break, and then we'll be right back. Stay with us. And welcome back on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and uh, I just got a message from somebody saying that our audio is low on Facebook. I was talking to Todd about this earlier today. Uh, I don't. We were looking at low audio yesterday, uh, so I'm not sure what the cause of it is. We're we're going to look into it. If you're listening on Facebook right now, uh, I just tuned. I'll put it up here in the studio. I can hear it very clearly on my iPad in here. So uh, for those of you that here have a low audio, you might want to check the volume on your device or your hearing aid. <laughs> if you're a friend of mine, it's probably your hearing aid. Uh, at any rate, uh, we are checking into that. I don't. I can't imagine why it would work in some places and not in other places. So uh, we're checking into it. At any rate, um, a man has been charged with the murder of the Campbell Clinic doctor yesterday in Collierville. And he's been identified as a 29-year-old 
man from Memphis uh, who was a patient uh, of the doctor and apparently had uh, had been threatening the doctor uh, for more than a week, showed up and was hanging around the clinic. How he got in, they said there's some people, one story is that he, he walked in behind somebody else that was an employee through security doors and got into the building. Uh, I know that when I went through my um, rehab at the, the Baptist uh, rehab center there on Poplar in Collierville, you had to sign in to come through a front door, and there's security right there, and they have uh, somebody that uh, checks you. either have an appointment or you don't get in, and you sign in, and when you leave, you sign out. And uh, somehow this guy got in. Why the police were not called, and if there were threats made against him and nothing was done about it, uh, that's a real concern. I just know that if I had uh, uh, ever been threatened, I always confronted i would I mean, i've had uh, threats and i uh, i take action notify the police i uh, take precautions of my own and if i can if i know who it is i go see them and say what's the we always have a communication problem here and let's work it out because uh you're not going to send out threats to me and have me sit back and uh, wonder what's going to happen and uh it's just a tragedy and uh uh senseless and uh Everybody you talk to is just, just sitting there going, you know, what a waste. And, and still don't know, have any idea what the possible motive for this could have been. And so uh, we will continue to monitor the situation. He's supposed to be in, <coughs> excuse me, Collierville Court tomorrow. And uh, we'll certainly be on top of that as well. And uh, see if, uh, if, uh, He's already under incredible bond, over a million dollars bond, so he's not getting out. And so that's definitely good news. And uh, But all of the nine locations for Campbell Clinic uh, are closed today. I drove by the one on Wolf River earlier today, and it's really strange not seeing anybody out there in the uh, parking lot. And they're a family. I mean, they all go back and forth between different campuses and uh, – and they all know who everybody was. He was a very well-respected well doctor. He was a father, a husband, and uh, just a, a really cool guy from all accounts. And, uh, in fact, there was a, uh, he actually did an interview back uh, during the uh, fireworks era talking about how you need to be safe with fireworks. That was one of his specialties was, was uh, wrist, hand, and um, arm surgery and rehabilitation. Uh, in fact, we've got a soundbite with him. Uh, this is Dr. Mock uh, on fireworks safety, uh, cut number three. Because everybody wants to have fun uh, on the 4th, uh, uh, for sure. And, you know, uh, I'm one of those people, but um, these injuries are pretty devastating. Those significant burn injuries, there's, there's blast effects, there's damage to muscles and tendons, there's often loss of skin that requires reconstruction. I think leaving the fireworks to the adults is always the safe bet. Still hard to believe. There's a guy that was uh, just got up yesterday morning, went to work just like he did every day, and uh, his his life and his family's and his coworkers' lives have been changed forever because of one person's decision. Uh, just tragic. Um, as I said, uh, Biden is overseas. Uh, it is interesting now that he's making so many, I mean, just watching him move and review the troops in Great Britain, it was, uh, I mean, it's just sad. And 
But now even the uh, libs are starting to come out saying that uh, something needs to be done. This is MSNBC's Mika Brzezinski, who's blaming Biden's staff for him tripping on stage and going the wrong way. Uh, Cut number five. I think his staff needs to own his age. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they do a good job uh, helping out the president. And I'm not talking about it like I'm just saying if you are managing a president's schedule and you are managing a president getting on stage and getting off stage and doing getting on planes and getting off plane. And yes, he's 80. You need to be there for him and you need to make a pathway. And you sure as hell better make sure he doesn't fall on a sandbag. And I blame the staff for that. I mean, these are the things that are going to hurt him. These are things that are going to be played on a loop. Okay? Let him do his job. Let him do his speeches. Let him work on policy. Let him do his connections in Congress, unlike any president that we've seen, uh, I, I don't know, since Clinton. But my God, make sure, you know, your Secret Service, you're his staff, that you were there and you're telling him what's next. And it's not because, don't, don't take this as, oh, he can't even get from one place to another. When you're busy and you're on stage, and we've been on stage, I've done speeches, and I'm so nervous, I'm doing the speech, I'm trying to get it right, and when it's done, I don't know which way to go, and I'm looking for direction. So do a better job. Because you can't have these video images of the president tripping or the president like going the wrong way. It's not going to work in this presidency because his age is going to be a factor. His age is going to be a factor. And it's your job to make sure he gets from one place to another. He can handle the presidency. You have to handle his schedule and where he goes. Well, and and, and the schedule. It makes me mad. Apparently she is mad. I tell you, I blame. I blame his family. I mean, who who lets your your father, your husband, your grandfather go out and go through that? I mean, we've all uh, have relatives who are getting elderly, and uh, that's your main job is to make sure they're safe and that they can handle uh, what they're what they're doing, and uh, uh, that uh, you know that they're not put in positions that they don't need to be put into. And quite frankly, they've got Joe in a position he does not need to be in. I mean, he came out with this today. President Joe Biden's administration is fighting back against a new, and we'll see, here's how they get around it. His, his administration, who the hell knows who that is? Uh, I don't think Joe said up there pontificating about it, but he said a new provision in the annual defense spending bill that would require military promotions to be based solely on merit. In other words, your ability to do your job rather than considering race or gender. Well, the Biden administration, they don't like that. The administration strongly opposes the House's sweeping attempts uh, to eliminate the department's longstanding DEIA efforts and related initiatives to promote a cohesive and inclusive force, a statement for the Oval Office Management um, at OMB. Uh, as articulated in 2022, NDS, so the department's top priorities, is building a resilient joint force and defense enterprise. Uh, you don't get that by saying, everybody, we got somebody representing everybody. Well, you want to have the best people out there defending our country. That's what you want. All right, we got Vicki Gandy from Team Gandy uh, up next, and we're also talking about moving. It's not for amateurs. We'll talk about it coming up. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. 
Uh, thank you very much, and uh, welcome back. Uh, joining me in studio right now is uh, Vicki Gandy, Team Gandy, Cry Like Realtors, and Austin Pike, who's been in with us before. He's the owner of Big League Movers. And I was curious, uh, the last time you were in and we were uh, talking about the name of the company, I was thinking, did you ever think about movers and shakers when you were? Well, I guess that's not good if you're, you don't want to shake people's stuff around when you move. Yeah, you might offend some people with yeah. that one. Maybe, <laughs> but uh, but movers is a big league movers is a deal because uh, I know my brother worked for a movie company when he was in high school, and uh, some of the stories he'd come home with, I would go, I don't think I'd ever hire high school students to be part of my moving team. <laughs> you need you need professionals, yeah, absolutely. That, absolutely. That's what they, yeah, because uh, whoops does not sound good coming from the upstairs. <laughs> no, no, it does not. And uh, and what are you going to do to your uh oh yeah uh oh or. <laughs> Was this valuable? <laughs> we had uh, the we worst had, is maybe when you hear a crash and then nothing. Yeah, nobody right. says a word. Nobody, nobody wants Except to own up to it. Motors starting up out front. And, <laughs> yeah, run down the stairs, run out the door. And because most people do, they go, they get their relatives and they get their friends, and yep. everybody shows up. And I think when you when you reach a certain age, beer and pizza is not going to do it anymore. No, no, no. It's uh, I find weapons are sometimes a uh, you know like a bullwhip and <laughs> yep. crack it over their yep. head. Uh, but uh, really, it is. It's one of those things that uh, th- th- these are your lifetime possessions, and and, and people to go. Well, we just you know we we'll get some guys together, pick up a truck. How many times have you driven down Walnut Grove, about uh, by, by the Shelby Farm, mm-hmm. and seen pillows from expensive couches, yeah. one cushion? That's all it takes to ruin a whole couch. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> On one, the side, they of the don't road. just make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. They they did uh, they just closed I closed a house just recently and I sold it and um, I recommended them and my my good friend who actually was my partner in real estate at one time for a long time she is moving and she's building so she had to put everything in storage and they have a huge complex that's air conditioned heated which is really important because you know you don't want to put it in some place that's not temperature controlled because no. that you know and and also it's there and they you know they can protect it make sure things in good shape and so they. They moved her entire house and packed it all up, and or she packed it up pretty much up, and they hauled it over there, and, and she was very, very pleased. Mm-hmm. I actually fact, went out to, to see her, uh, and that's, you know, ties into bo- what both of you are saying. Yeah. You know, a lot of either monetary value items in there or sentimental, right? Uh, well, these, aren't, these aren't goodwill items, right? No. She's not sitting on a, an old couch. Um, these are items that really need to be taken care of. Um, and then she needed the storage option. She wasn't closing on her on her new home uh, mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, it's I, I not until like January. Yeah, yeah right. They're just starting. So she on needed it. some long term storage and making sure that those items are still pad wrapped. Right, uh, they're still protected. If we were going to an external storage, we'd have to remove those. Uh, and twenty four hour surveillance, everything you know, the whole 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 shebang uh, really worked for. Well, plus you're bonded and insured. Mm-hmm. And, yes, sir. And now you think, well, what what would happen? There, I saw a news story on these poor people. They have had a U haul truck. And they had filled it up with all their furniture, and they were moving from this house. That, and the tree crushed the house, crushed everything in the house, and crushed the truck as oh, well. Man. Totally wiped out everything they had. And you know, they don't have any insurance. No. In a U-Haul, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, a bad thing. The homeowners won't cover it because it's outside no. the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's, mm. and, and the other thing, too, is and it always seems like it happens to the people who could least afford it yeah. to happen to. You know, they're trying to cut corners and yep. everything. Uh, but the thing is, it's uh, if you look at the bad things that can happen, and certainly you see it, Vicky, all the time with people trying to cut corners uh, on doing uh, work around their house to, to get it in shape to sell, and you go, that's why you have professionals that you have surrounded yourself mm-hmm. with 
mm-hmm. whether it be plumbers, electricians, carpenters, movers, it's people that you trust because that's all part of the deal. Well, and the thing is, too, we recommend them. And, you know, <laughs> when it doesn't go well, they're, they go, call you and go, guess what your guy did that you recommended? <laughs> He's and now your like, guy forever, <laughs> He's too. mine, you know, and it's like, great. What do I have to do to make this right? And, and I, I am very on top of the people I work with. I mean, if I have to get on them, I do. If I have a contractor that doesn't do something right, I'll make them, you know, I'll say, go back, go fix it. And I said, I'll, I'll, co- I'll handle it. And because um, I've had contractors not finished. I had one, he didn't really do any, make a mistake, but he fixed fixed a leak. And then we were we were closing that morning and the client got up and he said, it's still leaking. So he dropped everything, went over there, was at, there at eight o'clock in the morning and he had it repaired and we closed at 10 a.m. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing you need, just people who you can depend on. He dropped, he said, I'll drop everything, I'll be there. Because he had already fixed it and it just, some it ended up the pipe was corroded and they didn't realize it. And, um, and it's just one of those things sometimes. But Got everybody. Everybody's happy. You know, everything's fine. We took took a video of it to show it was okay and showed it, sent it to the other agent. And you know, but that's that's the thing. You 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 can't. I mean, you have to have a checklist, and you have because not it comes back on you. That's well, it you know. does. It's sort of like when you uh, fix a couple up on blind date. <laughs> what a risk that is! <laughs> and even if you win early, you can still lose on down the line. Been there. All I got was. Like, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sheepishly. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Nice, but Who knew? <laughs> you well, did. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. Not Everybody. always. Not always. Okay. Sometimes you find out that they're like a little, you know what? And you're like, wait, I didn't know that side of him or her. And we talked to us before. How did you get into the moving business? So you called me the owner last time. Yeah. Remember, I'm the sales That's right. manager. That's right. So, um, he wants to but I also give, yeah. I yeah. also give people to. field commissions. They're like a captain in the police department. I make them generals. And, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, there they, you go. and they always get upset by that. But, you know, I'm just trying to help. Hey, well, you're I, automatically promoted when you're here. Well, I told Stephen <laughs> Reed that story, and he was like, that's perfectly fine. If you're carrying yourself like the owner, that's that's exactly the type of person well, I want to work with. you ownership. And, and yes, sir. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I've worked there long enough since 2015 that it's, you know, really my baby. And that's what um, you want your employees to do is absolutely. treat it like it's their business absolutely. because they're the face of the business out there right. doing the work. Right, right. Um, but I just had a friend that worked there. He worked on the trucks, moved his way up into sales, and ended up being the basically the accountant and controller of the entire business. Uh, I was managing restaurants at the time. And, uh, well, then it, moving's, moving's easier. Yeah, yeah. I was say, decided to decided to try my hand. Um, I was in the sales office for a while, um, ran the operation for uh, a couple of years. Uh, and sales is really just my uh, my forte, I guess would say. I love talking to people. Well, it uh, and and you know you have to know the business to be able to do that. Though. Just right, like the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I was in the restaurant business. The guy I went to business with, he said you got to start at the bottom. He put me on a dishwasher for two weeks. I said, how about a day? <laughs> no. I, said, I get re- it. Yeah. You really need to know. Yeah. I'll do a couple of weddings, 8,000 right. dishes, and, uh, and glassware and silverware. And we're all still learning, at, you know, and, and I'm sure in, in Vicky's world as well. You learn something new every single day. You do. Um, you have to be open for those learning experiences. I think the thing that always amazes me is because I've been to people's houses, and I'll have like a, a grand piano upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes, how did you get that up here? Yeah, we had to have we had one that like that yesterday. Actually, I think we traveled up somewhere in Kentucky. We're bringing them back down to Memphis, um, and we did a FaceTime once we got there. And it was, you know, uh, it was an upright piano up about four stairs with a tight turn. We actually had to tip it over on its top end, yeah, up on its end. Um, and we, you know, 
nothing happened to the piano. It, obviously, we had to let the customer know that this is going to be out of tune once this happens. <laughs> well, uh, you might want to call uh, Amro in at, at, oh, on, yeah. the, on, the, on the side in Memphis. But people know when you move yeah. a piano, even if you don't have to turn it upside down, you oh, need to retune right. it. Yes. When I was at Christ mm-hmm. Methodist, um, every time we did Vacation Bible School, we had to take the big baby grand off 945 service you know, down on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that we had to, I had to put in my budget to retune that thing. Yeah. You know, every time, yeah. take, you know, because you take it down, you got to turn it, you got to put it back up there. So I had to really the only thing it. we can do is, as real estate agents or, or movers is educate your, your client as best yeah. as possible. Yeah. Right. Let them know, set those expectations and make them realistic. And that's one thing we do when we go to our clients and meet with them if they're getting ready to sell or whatever. We have a moving list that we have that CrowdLike has created. And it gives you all these things to think about, like, oh, you know, and it. And we just give that to them, a checklist. And we give them checklists on a lot of things, but that's one of the things. Are you moving? Have you done this, 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 and this? Is? And people go, oh, I'm so glad I forgot about yeah. that. And, you know, and, you know, changing your utilities. You know, if you're in Germantown, you got to call Germantown Water and then MLG&W. It's yeah. not yeah. Water's yeah. Water. And you can't just call them. you got to yeah. send them a copy of your Alta when you, a form that you've signed when you've closed on your house. Either way, if you're selling or buying. Like Carmen, my friend, was just got, worked with uh, Austin she was like, yeah, I got to send them a form to change my water. Turn it off. They won't yeah. turn it off until you, because you people could, I think people could play a joke that, oh, turn Earl's water off, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are those, those blind dates that end up going bad. <laughs> is, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Vicki Gandy with uh, Team Gandy and Cry Like and Austin Pike, who is not the owner, but uh, <laughs> he could be someday. Could Maybe. be. A, a big league movers. Uh, we're talking more about uh, some of the other services that uh, play a part of moving. And that's a great time to call out stuff you really don't need to move. Oh, yes. And uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> and welcome back on a Tuesday afternoon. Vicki Gandy is Team Gandy. Uh, I like real estate. Um, works the Germantown, Carville, really all over Memphis. Yeah, everywhere. Uh, Bartlett, every- Bartlett today. Yeah, in fact, I've got two in Bartlett that we're going to be listing, which is fun. This one that we're talking about earlier. It's got a huge garage on it that this work person, uh, he's, this guy was like an engineer almost, and he's got a four-car garage, got the regular one. He's got a generator. Everybody wants generators right now. That's the big word, and it's an automatic. It literally cuts on in like three minutes. Wow. And it's just, but he has I like a, the one you told me you got, the yeah. one that has the key. Yeah, that's that the. You don't pull. No, we, that one's been, it's going to generator heaven. Pulling to old <laughs> school, yeah. Because well, we broke the rope. You, you can take that and sell it to somebody. If they know yeah. anything about engines, they can well, get that true. up and run that's it true. again. Okay, and they can, uh, we, we've got it sitting in the garage. We're, we're going to donate it to somebody, but we're we're going to order another one that has the key. And I'm, I'm looking into the expensive <coughs> ones that, you know, that you can hook to your house, but I can't, since I just put a roof on my house, my husband says I have to wait. I have to pay for the roof <laughs> those, those words you hate to hear, we're going to have to wait on that one. <laughs> well, uh, roof is. But the the good news is, in a way, is that you will be waiting if you're ordering a generator. Oh, um, yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday. I just ordered one of those uh, Generac in uh, uh, 13 weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For, Even Amazon has got got you set it says you can get it by the 16th but when i started trying to order it it changed it's yeah. gonna be more like the middle of august or well <laughs> you know how they do they oh, reeled you in and yeah. yeah then they're going oh by the way <laughs> this is delayed so uh, uh austin pike is here with us with uh, big league movers and we were talking about and it is it's so many moves that you're involved with there's when people unfortunately pass away mm-hmm. and so you go in and uh, then it's uh, you have to have family members that come in and decide what do you want to keep what do you want to get rid of and so do you make a, you load up one of your trucks and take it to Goodwill and just back it up? And yeah, there? absolutely. I mean, not every situation in moving is somebody just bought their dream home or, yeah. you know, yeah. is, is yeah. grinding their first home even, right? 
Um, a lot of times it's, it's a sad situation. Uh, if, you know, we're called upon to do that, you know, we, we act with empathy, right? Um, know that these are precious items mm-hmm. that, you know, have hard decisions come along with that. But, um, yeah, absolutely. We'll load up, take the goodwill. Um, I know, I think the only donation service in the area is Salvation Army that's actually sending a truck around. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times that we've just, you know, maybe put items in the garage or in the driveway and had Salvation Army come pick them up. It's really just the customers call whoever they want to donate to. Do you ever do the Midnight Express moving uh, when there's like somebody's leaving somebody and the other person doesn't know it and you have to come in at night? <laughs> a couple times, yeah. actually. Okay. I, I actually, couple times. I actually yeah. was a part of that one. Mm-hmm. A, one a good friend of mine had to get away from her husband and we literally, he went to work and we, the moving band was like driving in as he was driving away and yeah. we literally loaded it. One, uh, time, yeah. Yeah. one time we went above and beyond. I mean, we heard from this lady. She told us the situation. Um, we were very worried. We followed up with her for about two weeks and never heard from her and honestly called the police department. We were worried that something had happened. Oh, she had called you about moving her yeah, and then didn't yeah. hear back from we, her. Yeah. We, and so you we checked followed up, up as, as we do, right? Yes, right. Um, and was she okay? She ended up being okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we were good. just, you know, a, a salesman brought it to our attention and yeah. said, hey, man, I'm, I'm actually worried about this lady. We had a, you know, a good conversation. She seemed scared. We need to check up on her somehow. Yeah. Well, there, as you said, there are all kinds of situations out there, and. And you have to be, uh, you know, adaptable and, mm-hmm. and sit there and say, you know, we're here to help. Yep. What can we Absolutely. do to help? I mean, we've been on, on moves where uh, there was a divorce and there's a lawyer divvying out things. Um, we've been on uh, on those kind of moves where a police officer had to be involved. Uh, well, when I was at the sheriff's office, when people get evicted, mm-hmm. uh, yep. of course, they usually don't call the moving companies. They just uh, take their Evictions stuff. are tough, but we've never been there with the customer there. Yeah. yeah. Usually, well, that's because they got nothing left to pay anybody mm-hmm. to come help them. Right. And those are really uh, just heart wrenching as well, uh, but it's uh, it is uh, a business that, when done right, and you get it all moved because I've moved myself a number of times, and yeah. at uh, where I'm at now, it's uh, that's never happened. In fact, I told Kathy I'm never moving again. <laughs> that, uh, you going can, out feet first. I got a koi <laughs> pond out back, and they can bury me like Elvis out by his pond, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but. It is a, it's something you want to be, same thing with the real estate. You want to have an agent that knows what they're doing. You want and all the players in between because it is a team effort. Well, it is. And like I said, they, they ask, and you're the expert, and they ask you, who do you work with? Who do you like? You know, and these guys do a great work. These guys are good because they're really involved with us. Like we have, we had a uh, one of the houses that was on the market in Cordova, and they came and they'll, they were there. We had like, they sponsored some of the yep. stuff. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a beautiful house that uh, the home team, which works with us, um, had. And they were, um, you know, we had like a little party kind of thing there. It was all real estate people. And we do this. We have realtor tours all the time. And we'll you know, have wine and cheese or whatever and get everybody sees it. And then they go tell their clients about it. So they were there. And they, they were there. And a couple other people were sponsors mm-hmm. were there, too. But it's it's nice. They work with us. And then when we're done Destin, we have a lot of fun in Destin. We're we booking go, our condo tomorrow. And oh, yeah, really? We go to Destin in October. And um, it's a fun time. Harold and Dick are there. We have Listen, the, the big uh, company party mm-hmm. put on. It's a yearly yeah. party we have every year. And, and they so do you, you go on that one as yeah, well? We do. Yeah, they uh, run a condo and invite all the well, different like, This year, do I get to come to the party? <laughs> well, you can be, you we can throw be my a party. <laughs> we, even go, we, we go as far as uh, on the Realtor Beach Day. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw it last year, Vicki. We, yeah. we pay a, a plane to fly a big league banner they across, oh, wow. they had across the beach. We were waving at it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we um, Yeah, they do. And they have a condo real nearby. And everybody's office goes on different nights. And and we see them, you know, they're there. And then we have a big vendor evening that all the vendors go around. I mean, you go around, they're all in one room, and we get to see all their stuff and hang out with them. And then we have a party after that. Yep. And 
a talent it's show kind of thing. It's, unwind, but also yeah. just network. And, but it's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of great yep, classes and things. I mean, they bring great speakers and that are all just top of the line. But what's smart about that is because everybody's so busy the rest of the time. I know mm-hmm. that when I call on people uh, for the show and want them to come on the show, I go see them and talk to them because they don't have time to leave their business yeah. and, and come for People ask me, do you want to have a meeting? I said, how about you come on my show? We'll meet while we're on the show <laughs> and, and talk yeah. in between breaks yeah. because I don't have time. And yeah. that's and so when you go out of town, everything else is blocked out because you're out of town. Well, not necessarily. We have Thomas. That's why I have Thomas. And Thomas is, <laughs> Thomas gets to stay here. Um, and you then, know what your job is, Thomas. <laughs> and then my, we have another young lady that's joined our team, Kim, Kim Lewis, and she's an amazing real. She's already sold her first house and now got another one on the market. She just listed yesterday. And doing a really good job and so she's working with us as well so she's hosting some of my open houses that i can't be in or sometimes we do them together but um it's just you have to i mean you've got to have a team of some sort well and, and starting out in real estate's the toughest part because you don't have a long list of clients mm-hmm. and you haven't done it before i remember that's how i met two, two young girls i had on my show i was driving down the street and i see this uh, pickup truck with a trailer in the back it said two chicks and a more <laughs> and that's why I ask you how you got into the moving yeah. business, how they got into the, mm-hmm. the mowing business mm-hmm. was she was in real estate and hadn't sold a house and she was starving to death. So she went to all her real estate friends who had houses that they were marketing, said, can I start cutting the lawns, of the houses you have on the market so I can at least eat until I sell a house. And then she started making so much money mowing yards that she didn't, <laughs> didn't sell any more hunger right there. Give them a, a number to get in touch with you. 901-412-2691 and GoTeamGandy.com. And Big League. Uh, this is Austin. 901-430-0948. BigLeagueMovers.com. And let me just say this. Move them out. <laughs> <laughs> Movers we'll and shakers. get your home safe. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Stay with us. He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And welcome back. On this uh, Tuesday afternoon, and uh, it is warm out there. We're in the upper 80s, though. We're not even into the 90s yet. Uh, uh, we do have a couple of uh, accidents I was going to tell you about here real quickly. Uh, the um, one that was earlier has evidently been uh, picked up uh, that was uh, up on uh, I-240. This one, we do have another on I-240. This one is, uh, if it'll come up. Uh, Perkins Road and American Way, and then another one at Lamar and Winchester. Uh, but otherwise, things are looking uh, pretty good out there. Everything's, uh, for the most part, green. And um, and uh, the I'm trying to get to, hold on a second. I'm trying to send a text message uh, to tell somebody that we are calling. Uh, Okay, there we go. Uh, the most of the roads are, not, are back open again. There's some trees that are down, and uh, and the uh, uh, I did see one thing today was on uh, on uh, Houston Levy, which by the way, the Kroger at Houston Levy and Winchester caught on fire yesterday during everything else that was going on. 
and it is going to be closed for a while. Apparently, they're going to get ready to go through uh, some uh, uh, renovations, and uh, they're going to move into the old Steinmart next door to expand the whole store. So they may be closed for a while. So if that's uh, your Kroger, uh, uh, don't go there because it's going to be shut down for a while. Uh, but in the meantime, um, there is the one we go to. is in Germantown there on Farmington, and it's already a giant store. That's the only problem is if you're going to go there, you gotta you got to go for a long ways. Um, and don't forget about this Friday night, uh, Brothers Osborne is going to be the Live at the Garden uh, Entertainment, and Ingrid Andrus, uh, they just booked her. That was just booked to her the day before yesterday. She'll be the opening act. Uh, she's a singer-songwriter and a very talented young lady, and so she'll be the opening act, and uh, that's Friday night. And I would suggest getting a little fan like uh, Vicki Gandy was talking about a minute ago, so <laughs> it could be kind of toasty that night. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, supposed to be a great concert and really once the sun goes down, it's, it's great out there. It's just, uh, the humidity, uh, could be more of a factor. Uh, but, uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, we're going to try to get a hold of, uh, of, uh, Sherry May and uh, talk to her about just any particulars. I do know that they are not, uh, there's parking is a problem. If you're, if you have tickets, uh, to the tables, and some tickets to the uh, grass area. There's places uh, that you can park on the open field on the north side of the live of the garden. And then if you go down uh, Perkins on the right, uh, past the park itself, uh, off of, uh, I think, Cherry, there's a, uh, an area back there where there's parking. Uh, and then they have some uh, shuttle buses that are running back and forth from there. Uh, but uh, they will have food trucks out there, and a lot of people bring their food. A lot of people just wait till they get there and go. I will tell you this: there is a line. I had some uh, folks that uh, we were sitting with last time that went to get food at the trucks, and they it took about twenty to thirty minutes to um, be able to get some food at one of the trucks because there are a lot of people there. <laughs> and you know how it is when everybody wants their food; they're all in there in line at once, and so. Uh, make plans for that. Uh, but any kind of finger food, there's a lot of people that come out there with all kinds of stuff. I mean, uh, but things that work, chicken strips work great. Fried chicken works great. Uh, anything from Chick-fil-A works great. Uh, people will eat up your Chick-fil-A quickly. So if you, if you're watching the concert, you look back and your chicken nuggets are gone. You know what happened? Those Chick-fil-A. Uh, but, uh, uh, it's always a good time, and they've got that. And the next uh, week is going to be um, the uh, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. There was really a great piece on Michael McDonald this past Sunday morning on the CBS Sunday Morning News. There was this young girl who was about 12 or 13, and um, and they start off the whole thing, and they were showing her, and she was listening, had her headset on, and said, you know, for most young kids, it, you know, you got Justin Bieber or – Taylor Swift, those are the big you know, people they listen to, love their music. And this little girl had, was listening to some music and uh, heard this group called the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> she didn't know who they were. And this guy, Michael McDonald, she said, just fell in love with his voice. And she went to tell her, Dad, Dad, who is this Michael McDonald? I love his voice. And he goes, well, he's been around a long time. She said, well, like, how old is he? Is he like 18, 20? He goes, no. He's a grandfather, and she was just crushed 
because, you know, she's a little girl. She liked this guy. But she said, he's got the most beautiful voice I've ever heard. And so it was really sweet. They get a hold of Michael McDonald and talk, told him the CBS did, found out about her and thought how unusual it was. And they got a hold of uh, Michael McDonald. They did a, um, uh, a FaceTime interview. And so she was telling him how much she loved his music and, and just was thrilled to meet him. And he said, well, how would you like to come backstage to one of my concerts? She goes, oh, I would love that. So they, they made arrangements. And he's going to go backstage uh, with uh, – see Michael McDonald with her parents and, and, uh, but that is really cool. I mean, which only means that music really does transcend generations. Good music is good music and it doesn't matter, uh, when it came out, if it was good, then it's going to be good now. And you, you listen to, you know, Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, try again. Cause she said, excellent call back. And so we're trying to get hold of Sherry May. Uh, but it's, um, it, so when you hear really great music and you you go see these acts and you think, well, this will be somebody that uh, will be gone in a while. Not necessarily. I mean, the Doobie Brothers, how long have they been around? What, 40, 50 years? I remember seeing the Doobie Brothers uh, in Odessa, Texas at the Hector County Coliseum. And I think I was uh, my senior or maybe my freshman year in, in college. And, that was 1969, uh, possibly 1970. So, and they're still they're coming back, and they'll be the next act at Live at the Garden. I do think we have Sherry May on the phone right now. Good afternoon, Sherry. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I was just telling them about. I don't know if you saw it Sunday. Uh, they had a piece on uh, this little girl that fell in love with Michael McDonald's voice. Didn't know who the Doobie Brothers were. <laughs> And goes oh, to goes to her dad and says, "Dad, I just love this this group I found." He goes, "What's the name <laughs> of it?" She goes, "They're the Doobie Brothers." He goes, "Oh yeah, they've been around for a while." She goes, "Oh, I just love this Michael McDonald's voice. He's like an angel." He goes, "Oh yeah, he's good." She said, well, "That's why they call it classic rock. The, it's exact- it never goes out of style." And uh, they got, hooked her up with an interview, did a FaceTime interview with him, and he invited her to come backstage with her parents to his next concert. So they're going to do that. And that's exactly what I was saying is good music is timeless. And right. uh, And you never know. Like you've got uh, Ingrid Endress, who's going to be the opening act uh, Friday night yeah. for the Brothers Osborne. And uh, she's relatively new. But you, that's why you go to live at the Garden to see these groups, because you never know who's going to be the next big group. I, I remember when Sugarland came, and you had yeah. booked them before their record hit, and then they had like four big, huge hits at once. Yeah, and then they swept the Grammys, and their fee uh, went up considerably, <laughs> but we had them locked in, so that was good. But, a- yeah, no, Ingrid Andrus, um, she's really coming up in the country music world, and um, and then Brothers Osborne, their their music is just um, there again. It's it's considered country, but it's a kind of a class. Uh, it's a crossover to um, like kind of classic rock too. And so I'm obsessed with their music right now. And I always love kind of throwing something fresh and new on the lineup and exposing people to music that they haven't heard yet. Yeah. But I really feel like, you know, these classic rock lovers and southern rock lovers and all that, um, they're going to love Brothers Osborne. 
Well, we've got a little sample of Ingrid Andrus uh, we've got for you queued up. Uh, let's listen to Ingrid Andrus. supposed to feel like this and there she is the opening act uh, for this friday night i'm looking forward to yeah. it she sounds great she's really good she's had several um hits on you know on radio now um breaking more hearts than mine is one of them that a lot of people probably have heard but she's i mean she, i think i'm so excited about this show friday night i really am i i just think it's going to be a great show i know this show's great and um i'm excited for you know, people that maybe have season lawn passes and season tables that aren't familiar with them to, to be exposed to both of these artists because um, Brothers Osborne has actually been duo country music duo of the year for the yeah. last four years. Wow. So they are, I mean, they, they're here to stay, yeah. and um, their, their music's just awesome. Tim and I have just been uh, wearing out the Brothers Osborne <laughs> Pandora lately. It Getting is- ready. I do the same thing. I get in the car and I uh, get on my uh, get my cell phone out and go through my sound system on my car and uh, go to uh, Pandora and uh, just binge on songs before they come in, so I'm familiar with them and it gets you in the mood, you know. And uh, it does definitely. So uh, I was telling everybody that uh, you can, of course, bring anything you want in, uh, but they got mm-hmm. the food trucks there, and but that's got to be so popular. We had some people at our table last time. They were gone for about 30 minutes. I said, where y'all been? Well, a line at the trucks. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know, and we added more this year because it has grown more and more over the years in popularity. People just kind of maybe just bring in their, their bottle of wine or whatever and just, you know, uh, get food at the food trucks. But, yeah, people can still bring in anything they want to eat or drink, or we have plenty of bars and food trucks on site. Yeah, in fact, we were following some people in uh, at the last concert, and they didn't have anything, <laughs> not a, a cooler. <laughs> nothing. I said, so y'all not bring anything in? They said, no, nah, man, everybody's got so much. We just mooch off everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of leftover food uh, at the end of the night, uh, we've all noticed. Yeah, well, I try not to do that, and Kathy would let me even if I wanted to. She said, we're not mooching again. We leave that up to Ron. Ron will mooch. <laughs> Uh, but let's let's do tell them about the alternative parking because of the construction going on with the Audubon Golf Course. There's been some changes there, but if you've got table uh, tickets for the tables, you've got parking, and then there's some grass area tickets, I guess, that have parking, correct? Yeah, yes, and then we've still got free parking located at the uh, across from Theater Memphis, like what is called the Cancer Survivors Lot. Right. So we still have about 900 spaces there. And then the overflow, what Audubon kind of took from us with their golf course expansion, we have worked with Hilton Hotel Corp. And right there at Spotswood, um, you can park there. We have free shuttles that start at 5 o'clock and run till midnight. It can, you know, we we suggest having smaller coolers, but if you have a a larger one, they can put it underneath there. And they continuously run um, and just drop you off right at Cherry Road right there at the entrance into the um, main gate and then pick up at the same place. Okay. And uh, the uh, gate's open at what time again this time? 
Gates open at 6, Ingrid Andrus will start at 8, and Brothers Osborne will start about 9, 9, 10, something like that. All right. Well, we're really looking forward to it. It will be warmer uh, as we move into the summer, but uh, I, I recommend getting a tabletop fan. I've got one. In fact, I, I've worn out one. I had it for about 10 years, and it finally gave up the ghost, but I got another one. So We've got lots, thank goodness, because our power went out twice uh, over the last few weeks, and so we broke out our live as a garden battery fans. And There you go. And, uh, we're able to stay cool for a couple of days, but but those things are great. They work wonders. Yep. Um, but, you know, there again, we have that great little breeze that comes through live at the garden in our little enclave. I don't know if it's the trees or what it is, but um, we always tend to get that. So it's, it's a little bit cooler out there than it does. at Plus, your average place. It is a greenscape, so that means yeah. that you don't have the heat from the pavement and uh, buildings and whatnot. And uh, as soon as the sun gets down below the trees to the west, uh, it's amazing how much cooler it does get. And, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And the nights have been kind of nice this, this week, actually, so far. So we're hoping that continues for Friday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to it. We'll see you there. Uh, we'll be there with bells on. We just won't ring them well, while they're playing. <laughs> I know you will enjoy it. Let me know what you think after. But I, I, I just really believe people are going to be introduced to both of these artists, and, um, and they're going to love them. Well, I'm looking. Are there any tickets, by the way, left? Uh, they there can... are. But yeah, there's still tickets, and they're probably they've opened some up as well, so they'll probably be available at the gate as well. If people okay. just decide after work Friday or just go, hey, let's grab a bottle of wine or some beer and and go out there. Just come on, they will be available at the gate. I think also because this is the time of year, a lot of people are out of town on vacation and uh, at the beach and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, yeah, take advantage exactly. of that, and and we'll see you at the live at the garden. Yeah, and there's actually a few table seats that just oh, got wow. released also on Ticketmaster. So if you've never gone, you've never sat at a table, you want to try it out, this is the show to do it for sure. And you can just go to Ticketmaster.com. Uh, I will tell them because I had somebody ask me just today if there, if I knew of anybody that had uh, any table yeah. tickets. So, I will, so I will. they can snack those. We're just released, so they can go there and snag those. All right. Well, thank you. Sherry May, we'll see you Friday night. All right. See you there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So there you are. We got some table tickets and some grass tickets uh, for this uh, Friday night's concert with Brothers Osborne and Ingrid Andrus. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing her. And those guys are great, too. Uh, so if you've not been to Live at the Garden, this would be a great opportunity to come check it out and try it out. Uh, and uh, I was uh, looking to see what other... Uh, things are going on this weekend. As I said, there's a lot of people who are at the beach. Uh, they are. If you are going to the beach, uh, I noticed there was a news report on this morning that some more people have drowned uh, off the coast of Florida because of the undertow and the currents. Just be aware of that. If they have a red flag up, uh, pay attention to that. That means that uh, they're advising nobody get in the water. And uh, it's uh, it's not just that. We had a a former state senator who uh, was killed in a Sea-Doo um, accident last weekend. And, you know, it's it's like anything else. People can get on the Sea-Doo and take off, but if you haven't ever been checked out on one, and, or you're not even paying attention, or you can be paying attention, but somebody else may be a novice at it. They're out there on the water going, and these things are like rockets now. And I don't know the details of exactly what happened, but 
I do know he was on a uh, on a lake and uh, was on a sea do and uh, was tragically killed. So if you're going to be on the water, and and I will tell you this too, that the Tennessee Wildlife uh, Department is uh, uh, pulling people over, and they're saying uh, boat dry. Uh, they they are arresting people for DUI that are driving boats and sea doos. If you're on the water and you're drinking and you're in control of that vehicle, you need to be sober, and uh, and for very good reasons. Same as on the streets and highways, uh, just don't be out there uh, and involved in, in uh, any drinking if you're going to be responsible for people, because uh, it is uh, it is uh, critical. Also, I understand that the U.S. Marshals. Uh, service is uh, attaching a number of new uh, marshals to the Memphis area to help with arrests and cracking down on the uh, stolen cars and break-ins, which is great news. I know the DA has recently gotten really tough on these smashing grabs and uh, broken bottles is the name of that operation. We had um, Josh Hammond with Busters on uh, just uh, yesterday and talking about it and about how they were trying to, uh, they've arrested and made a number of arrests. And also I was going to try David Ballard with flock cameras, which are those uh, you know, high-tech cameras that do uh, license plates, but they're also smart uh, cameras and intelligent. They'll actually remember everything about a car, scratches, uh, bumper stickers, window stickers, broken windows, taillights that are out. And if they see that car again, if they flag one and it was involved in something, you can even change out the license plates. It don't matter. These cameras can remember them, and they'll start building up a, a record of where they go and when they're there, and that's how they're arresting a lot of these people. So the same old tricks they've had in the past ain't working now, and uh, they are uh, really making arrests. Now the next step is to send them away. Uh, that was what needs to be done is, uh, is that they arrest them, they convict them in the courts, and then they send them away. And I'm not talking about 60 days, 90 days. I'm talking about years. You take somebody's life away for a couple of years, it makes an impression. And and also it does on the other people out there thinking about pursuing that line of work. Uh, people, are they hear about their friends going, they get 10 years, they get five years, they get 20 years. Uh, all of a sudden, it ain't the thing to do anymore. And that's where we need to take it because... It didn't used to be that way. I mean, it used to be, uh, you know, Memphis was a, I mean, we had crime. Every city has crime. But it wasn't anything like uh, the over 5,000 cars stolen since the first of the year. And uh, there are just so many uh, incidents out there, and you hear something just every day. I mean, it's it's not even just the, the, the stolen cars. It's the break-ins. You can't find glass for the cars that are broken into that they don't steal. And so uh, it's, uh, it's a, a bad situation. In fact, there's, we were talking about yesterday with George Gully that with uh, uh, Kara Chevrolet that uh, now the big deal is whose car are we taking? Are we going to take Uber to go out to dinner tonight because nobody wants to get their car broken into or have their car stolen? But um, hopefully with the addition of a bunch of U.S. Marshals, I know the Tennessee Highway Patrol has added more people and maybe they will cut down on some of this crazy driving on the interstates and really all the roads around here. It's, it's everywhere you go. I had some guy on 
Covington Pike passing, driving down the turn lanes at about 80 miles an hour today, this morning. And you sit there and go, where, where are the police? I mean, you see, we all see it happening. And then later on, I'll see two or three police cars, but it's like they know where they are. And, and they give me, it's all the all in free. Let's all drive crazy. And uh, so uh, there are, there have been a lot of really bad wrecks lately. And I, I think I remember back when, remember we had all those guys on the Kawasaki's driving at 900 miles an hour. And I asked uh, somebody in law enforcement, I said, what are you doing about that? They said, we're letting attrition take its, take, uh, its toll. I said, attrition? He said, yeah, driving like that, they ain't going to last long. And, and that's what happened. I mean, after a while, all the really crazy motorcycle drivers got killed, and it stopped it. So maybe that's uh, what they're working on right now, which, uh, you know, would take anything we can get to help with uh, stopping that. Uh, in the meantime, just be very careful. Look, don't just plow through, uh, intersects. I know when I used to get up in the mornings and be morning TV at three 30 in the morning, that's when they're out. They're really crazy then. And I would pull up to main intersections. I'd slow up and look both ways for a cross cause they were running red lights back in the day then. And, uh, I would suggest being as, just as cautious today, even if you're right and it's their fault, uh, do you want your car torn up? Cause you can't get it fixed. It takes forever. I've talked to s- several people that had the cars damaged in one situation or another. And it's sometimes weeks and months just getting it into the repair shop. So be careful out there. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back on this Tuesday. Uh, this is interesting. The TV Academy does not like uh, Taylor Sheridan and his Yellowstone universe. None of their shows, stars, directors, or writers were nominated for anything. That includes Kevin Costner, Harrison Ford, Helen Marin, Sylvester Stallone. Sheridan's big shows, Yellowstone, 1923, and Tulsa King, struck out even among supporting players. Sheridan's universe has been the source of constant chaos and problems all year long. You hear about it all the time. His stars are unhappy. The shows uh, have no schedules, but uh, they're still huge hits, and everybody can't wait for them to start airing again. Hollywood's such a screwed up place. Uh, It's like Tom Cruise and and Top Gun. I don't think it got any awards, but it was the biggest selling uh, show. And now he's got Mission Impossible that just launched. Uh, I think this is today is the uh, premiere. And uh, there are some, uh, I'm looking at a trailer for it right now. And, (laughs) And Tom Cruise, I think, does most of his stunts, which is pretty unbelievable. I mean, the guy's like 61 years old, and, uh, you know, uh, it, that's when I say maybe I should have taken better care of myself. <laughs> but I'm thinking 72, I'm going to be jumping off some mountain on a on a motorcycle with a with a, with a parachute. It ain't happening, folks. Uh, but it's supposed to really be good. I talked to several people who went to see the uh, Harrison Ford uh, uh, movie, what's it called, the... 
uh, it's uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, the, the Indiana Jones series, and they said it was it was good, but it's hard to to re- redo that. But Tom Tom Cruise is, is an incredible filmmaker, and I was very impressed with Top Gun. And I'm going to go see Mission Impossible: uh, Dead Reckoning Part One. So that means there's going to be uh, Part Two, but it premieres on July 12th. Is today the 12th? Uh, Monday was the 10th, 11th. Yeah, this is the 12th. Yeah, so it premieres today at theaters everywhere. So go check that out. Uh, and some food news. This is interesting. The Burger King menu item is giving a whole new meaning to the word cheeseburger. Now, this is not in the United States, but according to CNN, uh, over in uh, Thailand, uh, they've introduced uh, the new item. It's called the Real Cheeseburger. It's a burger with no meat. (laughs) That ain't a burger, let me tell you. Uh, But instead, it's filled with as many as 20 slices of American cheese. The real cheeseburger cost $11. (laughs) Sounds kind of cheesy to me. I don't know. In Thailand, cheese is especially popular among young people. It's common for it to be sprinkled with all kinds of dishes on top. Um, You know... I would like more than one piece of cheese on a cheeseburger, but I don't think 27 slices is going to be the deal for me. Isn't it funny how in different countries uh, what becomes popular? Uh, and then this is kind of interesting. You grow up, and I grew up in Texas, and we called pecans pecans. And then you go to Arkansas, and they're pecans. Uh, and in this part of the world, and uh, Collins, in your part of the country, what do they call them? A pecan pie. Yeah, it's it's just a pecan for me, but I I know a lot of people. Dude, the pecan. It's, it's just a it's a pecan. I'm like, well, what is a pecan? They're like, it's a pecan <laughs> yeah. for me. Where'd you grow up? You ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> uh, the seemingly unassuming question has a tendency to drive people crazy or nuts, especially during Thanksgiving when it's inevitable that your aunt or cousin or brother will ask you to pass over a delicious piece of pecan pie. But is it wrong? Because whether or not you say pecan or pecan, you're probably uh, certain that yours is the right way. But is there really a right way to say it? After years of arguing, it's time for one side of the debate to eat a slice of humble pecan-flavored pie because we finally have the answer. The American Pecan Council, yes, it's a thing, conducted a survey of more than 360,000 people to find out the most popular way to describe the nut in question. Even across the 15 pecan-growing states from California to the Carolinas, growers and sellers themselves say it differently. Alex Ott, executive director of the American Pecan Council, uh, uh, had to settle it once and for all. According to the survey, more than 60% of the people say pecan, while less than 40% say pecan. Doesn't surprise me. I always knew I was in the right. (laughs) Just ask me. If you prefer pronunciation falls into the winning category, you can feel confident bringing this up at Thanksgiving and knowing at least 230,000 other people are on your side. If you're an unwavering pecanner, just know that Merriam-Webster offers three different pronunciations for the word, so you're not totally wrong. But no matter how do you describe pecans, we can all agree on one thing. They have a place on every Thanksgiving table in pie form, of course. Uh, there's a company out of Texas, and it's called Good Company, G-O-O-D-E, Company, Barbecue. They also have a taco place and a seafood place, and they're based in Houston, Texas. 
Look it up, though. It's G-O-O-D-E, and they make the most incredible pecan pie I've ever eaten. And I grew, grew up eating pecans, uh, pies. We had pecan trees at the ranch. And uh, the, so it's always been something uh, that has been part of my growing up at Thanksgiving. My wife and her family always had pecan pies at uh, Thanksgiving. And, uh, and chest pies. I love chest pies. But pecans are uh, really uh, a great delicacy. And back in the day, I mean, nobody had Christmas and Thanksgiving. You can get presents and stuff. I mean, might, you might get some new socks or a, a jacket to go to church in at, at Christmas, but nothing like that happens today. But they did do things like give you, uh, you know, a pecan pie. Somebody make a pecan pie, and getting they'd go pick the pecans up off the ground, and they kind of they crack them open, and they make sure there were no shells in there, and or they'd give you some oranges from Florida. Remember when people used to go to Florida? They would come back with a bag of oranges, and you'd go, I've never seen that many oranges in one place. Well, now you go to the store, there's oranges, there's you know, cantaloupes from the, from the valley in Texas. There's, you can get just about anything you want any time you want, but back in the day, you couldn't. And so that's when things were special. And In fact, I remember the old saying, I had a news director I used to say all the time, uh, you'd say, well, ifs and buts. And he said, well, ifs and buts were candy and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas. And which meant that it, back in the day, nuts and, and pieces of candy was a big Christmas thing. You didn't get them any other time of the year. And I mean, you asked for it, and you hoped somebody would bring you some, but uh, it was a rare occurrence to be able to get candy. So, And then you got this story that popped up, that kind of caught my eye. Toronto Zoo is urging visitors to quit showing upsetting cell phone videos to the gorillas. I guess they're holding their phone up Go, hey, buddy, look at this. And it said the Toronto Zoo is urging visitors to stop showing gorillas cell phone videos as some of the unmoderated content could be upsetting and even addictive to the primates. We just want the gorillas to be able to be gorillas. Behavioral husbandry, Supervisor Holly Ross told CP24 last Thursday. And when our guests come to the zoo, we want them to be able to see gorillas in a very natural state and what they would be doing naturally. So... Uh, sort of a connected with them at that level. Newly posted signs requested visitors to refrain from showing the animals any videos or photos as some content can be unsettling and affect their relationship with and behavior within the family, according to a photo posted on the news outlet. One of the gorillas at the Toronto Zoo named Nasser is particularly susceptible to videos. He's a video junkie. He said uh, Nasser is truly the epitome of the teenager, Fascinated by videos and screen time would dominate his life if he had it his way, the zoo said in their description of him. I think mostly he's seeing videos of other animals, and he loves looking at other animals. But I think what is really important is that he's able to just hang out with his brother and be a gorilla. Uh, The zoo hasn't noticed any significant changes in the gorilla's behavior from a video viewing so far. While guests aren't encouraged to show them the latest viral TikTok or Instagram posts, the zoo does play videos for the gorillas. Uh, but, you know, why would gorillas be different than humans? They're very similar. Humans like it. It's, uh, you get to see the things happening you don't normally see. So there you are. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll come back and wrap things up. Stay with us. And welcome back. 
on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm sitting here, keep watching this Tom Cruise uh, trailer for his new uh, movie, the uh, where he does all the stunts. Uh, he does this one where he goes off this ramp on a motorcycle with a parachute on his back, and uh, all the director and all these people are watching the monitors as he's doing. Got a helicopter on him and all these different cameras, and uh, he actually does this. You couldn't if if you had a gun to me and said do it or die, I'd go, pull the trigger quick, because <laughs> I can't do that. But it does uh, look very um, interesting. Uh, as I said, he is, he's a weird dude, but um, he does make some great films, and after all, that's what we go to see him for. Is uh, And there's no doubt, about, no doubt about his bravery. I mean, uh, and he flies his own jets. I don't know if he does helicopters. Helicopters are very difficult to fly, um, uh, Good friend uh, that uh, flew forever uh, at Channel Five, and he used to uh, sit there and I'd say, "How difficult is it to learn to fly? What, can you pat your head, rub your stomach, and tap your feet at different times?" And I said, "No." He said, "Then you couldn't fly a helicopter." <laughs> no, I never wanted to try that. Uh, something else that's apparently very difficult to do is uh, be married and sleep in the same bed after a while, because apparently. There's always somebody that snores. Uh, incessant moaning alarms and a crescendo of house-rattling snores could drive a wedge in a marriage and make it nearly impossible to catch some Z's, prompting an estimated one-third of couples to file for a sleep divorce. A recent survey from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine of more than 2,000 adults showed that Couples are using earplugs, eye masks, silent alarms, tucking into bed at earlier or later times to accommodate each other and ensure a good night's sleep. But more than one-third of the respondents skipped all those trappings of rest, opting instead to put a wall between themselves and the source of their wakeful woes, their spouse. Now, sleeping in a separate room, otherwise known as sleep divorce, as a time-honored tradition for mismatched sleeping spouses who seek to prioritize precious shut-eye and stave off relationship resentment. We know that poor sleep can worsen your mood, and those who are sleep-deprived are more likely to argue with their partners. <laughs> yes, they are. And the thing about it is, if you're the snorer, you never hear it. I mean, I've never heard me snore one time. <laughs> and apparently, uh, Kathy has. So... In fact, I was just talking, I had lunch with my friend Phil uh, Morgan. He uh, went to the sleep uh, apnea school uh, or the clinic where they go and sleep for six hours and then they hook you up with all these electrodes and see if, you, if you're a snorer. And the, the really important thing is how long you go between breaths. Because a lot of people, uh, they'll go and then they stop. And they don't take another breath for sometimes a minute or more, which uh, can end up, you can actually end up having a heart attack. Uh, you can just uh, suffocate. Um, you can cause brain damage by uh, not getting enough oxygen to your brain because you're, you're cutting your brain off from oxygen every time you go for a minute or so without breathing. Uh, but it's important for both health and happiness. So it's no surprise that some couples choose to sleep apart for the well-being of Everybody, including the relationship. Uh, the newborn regularly wakes up with people talking about family, having kids. 
and that's disruptive. And then on the, then you try to come back to bed, and your spouse is over there honking away. Uh, so, you know, there's a, a number of things people do, as I say, is uh, get the uh, sleep apnea machine, and that stops snoring. But <clears throat> I've got one of those. I hate it. It uh, You feel like an aardvark. Yeah, I think you look like an aardvark. You got this hose coming in. It covers up your mouth and your nose or your nose. And uh, the, the tube goes over, and if you turn over this way, it's, you know, it goes over your head, and it's like wearing a, a miner's lamp to bed. And uh, But uh, Kathy gets a good night's sleep, so, you know, everybody's happy. <laughs> and uh, so there you are. So if, you're, if you've got a spouse and, and, and they're upset with you for snoring, uh, don't try to argue with them because, believe me, if they say you're snoring, you're snoring. And uh, even if you've never heard it, and I would swear up and down, I've never snored any in my life. But uh, I think it's, it has to do with gravity. As you get older and older, everything on you sort of drops, including that little hangy down thing in your throat. And if that hangy down thing gets longer and longer, and you go to sleep, and it just it becomes a noisemaker, <laughs> sort of like uh, New Year's Eve every night, except instead of uh, so. Believe them if they say you're snoring and do what you can to accommodate them because, uh, you know, believe me, anything's better than divorce. Even uh, even a sleep apnea mask is better than divorce. And you want to get a divorce. Uh, the On the political front, uh, the Murdochs uh, are starting to lose confidence in Ron DeSantis' ability to defeat Donald Trump. I think this is really interesting. I mean, we're not even into the really the the race yet, but I think they thought once he announced and once he got into it that he was just going to really close the gap quickly, but media tycoon Rupert Murdoch has, who has boistered Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, I never use that word anyway, Uh, national profile through Fox News and other outlets, he is family owned, is reportedly losing confidence in DeSantis' ability to defeat former President Donald Trump. One Fox News insider told Rolling Stone that Rupert and his son, Lackland. Lackland's the one married to the woman who hates Tucker and really hates all of Fox and wanted to all become uh, a real another liberal like uh, MSNBC or CNN because they have to go to dinner parties with their friends in New York and I can't believe you on that Fox network. But it says uh, Lackland Murdoch are transsectionally can smell a loser a mile away. A senior Fox source told that. Outlet Murdoch's understandably worry is that we may end up being stuck with Trump anyway. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible? Uh, and DeSantis is underperforming. Anybody can see that. And the Murdochs, they're seeing it too, the source said. Rolling Stone spoke with two individuals who speak to the Murdochs, three well-placed sources at Fox, and three others briefed in the situation who all spoke on condition of anonymity to divulge the contents of private discussions. And uh, said that Murdoch's growing concern about DeSantis' campaign is evident in recent Fox News coverage, editorial board articles, and the New York Post, an outlet also owned by the Murdoch family. And that's what happens, folks. Once you uh, you lose them, you lose the race. Uh, that's our show for today. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time. Have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow.